And we are back. It is TopHeavyweights.com, the podcast, and we've got a lot to talk about. First of all, we will eventually get to the big one this weekend, Deontay Wilder facing off against Robert Hellenius at the Barclays Center. We'll also be talking about Tyson Fury, who's in negotiations with, believe it or not, Derek Chisora. Daniel Dubois may be defending his WBA regular heavyweight championship against South Africa's Kevin Lorena. Big surprise there, but maybe not that much of a surprise. Frank Sanchez will be facing off against Carlos Negron on the undercard of Wilder Hellenius. And we'll also be talking about Mike, Michael Polite Coffey, who's taking on an undefeated Armenian. 3-0 with three knockouts. Is he coming in to win or is he coming in to be to lose? We don't know. And Anthony Joshua in negotiations for a couple of fights. Maybe one early in the new year, one in the spring, and Otto Wallen is in conversation. I'm here with a casual fan, Ryan Price. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? Oh, not bad. It's been a hectic week. It has been. It's been hectic <laughs> indeed. So when you're casual like yourself, you probably understand. So let's um, let's just start with the stuff that's kind of middling and not really confirmed. Have you been hearing about Tyson Fury's negotiations with Derek Chisora? Have you heard anything about that, Mr. Casual? Uh, I, well, I've heard. I just heard that there were that there was some negotiations going on, but that's as, that's as far as I dug into it, to be honest. What do, you, what do you think of that? Like, what is your reaction to that? Like, you know, you have a general idea of the lay of the land. What does that make you think? Now, you know they've fought twice before, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Third fight. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's still hard to be excited by it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, from a from a casual perspective like there's still that element of just being kind of a bit frustrated that you're like what's what's going on here like this is not i understand i you know i understand that they owe no one any favors yeah uh, they're the ones that are taking the fights they're the ones who are having to put their, their selves on the line um but from a fan especially from a casual fan's perspective you're you know there's i don't i wouldn't say that i'm losing confidence in tyson fury but you you really want him to see him tested because there's still an element where it just sort of seems like there's not enough going on you know well there's definitely correct you are absolutely right there is not enough going on and it's funny you know the way tyson fury is starting to act based on his win over deontay wilder which the third one obviously the first the second one was a big win the first was a draw questionable still a draw Mm -hmm. he won the third so he really stamped his position as the number one heavyweight in the world now, like George Foreman back in the day when he was on his comeback trail, when he won the uh, the heavyweight championship against Michael Moore, which made him the champ. He was the champ 20 years after he had lost it in Zaire mm-hmm. in 1974. So that would have been 1994. But when he won that, he really went on a a tour of defenses that weren't, in fact the real defenses that should have been made by a new heavyweight champion. He sort of defended the title. He got stripped of the IBF belt. He got stripped of the WBA belt. Eventually, he was defending the lineal title, which ironically enough, he lost to Shannon Briggs in a disputed decision, which was funny, but maybe they thought it was time for him to move on. So he hijacked the title and decided just to use it as a way to um, to make money, you know? Mm -hmm. And I wonder Mm -hmm. whether Tyson Fury is heading in that direction. You know, it makes you wonder. It does, it, that's the thing. It makes it does make you wonder. Uh, I hope not. Um, we, all, we all hope not. Yeah, we all hope not. Um, 
Well, yeah, you just you just want to see you like it doesn't feel like he's you know he he was very impressive against Deontay Wilder. Yeah, um, but that's one man, and and you sort of you want to see him. You still want to see him tested. Like it doesn't feel like he's in a position where you could say, "Oh, you're, you're." Well, I mean, he's not undisputably the best at this he's, point. No, he's not the undisputed champion, and I think yeah. that for him to act as if he is the undisputed champion would be a mistake. Now he is the lineal heavyweight champion, meaning mm-hmm. he can be traced back to Vladimir Klitschko. Yeah. But without Undisputed, you can't reasonably expect to be categorized with the rest. So if it is Derek Chisora, I guess we're going to have to consider this to be a reasonable gimme defense. He just defended, he did win against Mm -hmm. Deontay Wilder, and we shouldn't forget that earlier this year, he he beat the WBC interim heavyweight champion, who was in fact the mandatory, Dillian White, and who was considered at the time a top four or five heavyweight. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So maybe he's in, you know, and every heavyweight champion has taken gimme defenses. It's yeah. it's tradition. Yeah, right? You don't just no, keep true. fighting the hardest guys nonstop. So yeah. we'll have to give him a gimme there. Obviously, it would be nice if it was someone. Now, Derek Chisora had a win over uh, Kubrat Pulev earlier in the year. So Kubrat Pulev at that point was a top 15 guy. Yeah. Derek true. Chisora won. So I guess. Yeah. You know, now, now, now you're more from, I did not, um, I didn't see the first two fights. Right. With uh, Fury and... Yeah, they were... um, To be honest with you, that was during the what I considered to be the dark times of the heavyweight division, which was sort of Mm pre-2017. From, I guess, 2011 to 2017, everything was sort of uninteresting. So during that time, they had their two fights. Uh, They're not remarkable or worth really discussing, other than to say Tyson Fury won the first and he won the second more convincingly. At the time, they were both heavyweights trying to push their way into the upper echelons. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to believe that Derek Chisora will do better because better, I think right. the honest, I think the honest assessment is that Tyson Fury is far better now than he was then. Right. I mean, uh, even Robert Hellenius, we'll talk about him a little later, but he had Tyson Fury as a sparring partner earlier right. on in, oh. in, that dec- in that decade. In that decade. Uh. Yeah. So, you know, it was, and at the time he thought Tyson Fury was, no, solid, but he wasn't, he didn't see him as, but he, but Robert yeah. Hellenius acknowledged, obviously he's developed and he's become what he's yeah. become. Yeah. yeah. But as far as Derek Chisora, a lot of miles on the odometer there and, uh, or kilometers, yeah. depending on kilometers, where you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think Derek Chisora is looking for a payday. Right. I don't want right. to write him off, but yeah. it would be, it would be an absolute yeah, uh, unthinkable thing for him to beat Tyson Fury. So yeah. that's the thing. It's hard to get people excited about a fight where the outcome is considered yeah. to be a foregone conclusion. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. Uh, can't really say it's something to get excited about. It'll be interesting to see how they would market it. I, I don't know if they would even put it on maybe free. It would be on free television or right. free broadcast in some way um, mm. to build the name. But again, marketing it will be interesting. Yeah. Now, what do you think the um, how did that? How do you feel that that got underway? Like, was Chisora at the the um the last the uh, the last fight that we just that we just discussed? Um, um blank. Yeah. No worries. You're I feel casual. like I, yeah. When he when he was uh, yeah, I'm a casual fan, but yeah. uh, I'm just totally blanking out. You're talking um, about the uh, the fight between Joe Joyce, Joe Joyce yeah. and uh, Joseph and Parker. Joseph yeah, Parker. they were bo- they were both there. 
I thought, yeah, I thought there was some sort of yeah. confrontation. Yes, that's right. That. There was a confrontation outside the ring with uh, Frank Warren, I believe, was there, and they were sort of exchanging barbs and mm-hmm. such. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether that was intentionally planned or whether they actually ran into each other, we don't right. know. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. But, you know, Derek Chisora is um, is a is a is a top heavyweight and yeah. he's you know he's top 20 ish i guess that's where he's been some would have him higher some would have him lower um but he's got a lot of defeats but he did win that match against kubrat pulev and i suppose this is his reward for right. that uh, for right. that win right and right. uh right. anyway yeah, again fair. when you're talking about heavyweights every puncher's got a chance for sure you can't i mean sure. i i go back to the recent upset where lucas brown knocked out junior fa in the first round which nobody expected nobody in fact, expected yeah there was no way junior fa was going to lose to lucas brown and look what happens so yeah yeah no, it's, it's... well let's just see what happens i mean i think it's going to be interesting to see how they hype it mm-hmm. how they promote it um and when are they when are they talking uh december 3rd or oh, december, december 3rd Same. or december 17th i don't know but i believe it is december 3rd and they're talking about uh, cardiff wales so ah. um Again, but I don't, I don't, unless there's some kind of a stellar undercard, right. I don't, I don't see this as a stadium fight. Uh, no. I don't know. They're both big names in the United Kingdom, but that's almost a disadvantage because people in the United Kingdom would be well aware of the, 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 the stacked odds in this case. Um, yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's, 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 it's Tyson Fury and, uh, you know, I mean, he's not retired, so that's a good thing. For sure. Even though uh, this type of defense makes you wonder, so let's yeah. let's uh, let's move on from there. Yeah. We've got um, news, and it's uh, it's it's solid news that, ironically enough, based on our last conversation, Daniel Dubois, apparently on November twenty sixth, may be defending his WBA regular heavyweight championship against Kevin Lorena of South Africa. Yeah. Now this is interesting. I, I could see this happening. The only thing surprising me is that it's actually going to happen in the United Kingdom. I would have thought they would have moved it to South Africa, hmm. where Lorraine is a star, and they could get more traction from the bout. Right. Whereas in the United Kingdom, it's going to be seen as Daniel Dubois against who? Right. But, yeah, um, well, that's, that's from a casual perspective. I'm, I have to admit, I, I kind yeah, of looked up Lorena because I don't yeah, know Ke- who he is. Kevin Lorena is um, someone who has really jettisoned his way onto the scene. I mean... Uh, three heavyweight bouts, if I'm not mistaken. The last two against uh, Bogdan Dinu and uh, Marius Walk. Uh, you know, solid journeyman, I suppose. But again, you saw the Walk fight, and that's where he won a 10-round decision. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, um, I think the way he won that fight, which was a 10-round decision, where he landed enough punches for sure to win, and he won. But he didn't cream Marius Walk and knock him out cold yeah. early in the fight. Some would say the cynics that Mary that uh, Kevin Lorena held back a little bit okay. and didn't go for the finish. Now right. you might ask yourself why. A lot of the time when a heavy and I'm again I'm just I'm just uh, yeah, speculating. speculating here. This is not I don't know anything, but sometimes when a heavyweight performs under a spectacular performance, if you will. Mm-hmm. It often opens the door to more fights. Even if they win, they get better offers than they would have got had they won convincingly. That's interesting. Yeah, because if just, they win, just because they're getting offers from people that are above who figure maybe they, I can yeah I, build, fig- my, build up my 
I can fill my coffers of money. Yeah. I can increase my uh, my record. I can yeah. have a nice defense. I can advance my career. And of course, there's athletic advancement and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the feeling is that mm, based on that performance, not, I suspect, I mean, there's no way to prove any of this. And this is high level uh, maneuverings, if you will. But Alexander Usyk won a decision over Derek Chisora previous to his challenge of Anthony Joshua. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. and in that fight, he looked good. He won. Right. But he didn't right. look amazing. Right. And I somehow right. wonder whether that made negotiations for the Joshua fight easier. That's really interesting. Right. It's something to think about there. Now, yeah. I, I, now, there's no... Yeah. Where where does uh, Lorena where does where he roughly um, rank? Well, I mean, uh, the top heavyweight rankings. He's just outside the top thirty. If this okay. match is confirmed, he will enter the top thirty because oh, okay. the rankings are based on not only what you've done, where you. The rankings are based on all the other rankings in the world. But mm. if you are stepping up and you're staying active, yeah. you definitely move up. When other heavyweights, uh, for example, Ajakabiel, who has fought over the last three years, three journeymen below journeyman. Yeah. And has done nothing except wait yeah. around. For, and he's undefeated, but you can't just sit there forever. So right. um, I think Kevin Lorena, it's a really amazing. I mean, he's he's done a job to get himself into the conversation. And he, mm-hmm. from nowhere, uh, he moved up from cruiserweight. He's fighting at 230 pounds. So again, all those people yeah. saying he's not a heavyweight, I don't, I don't get that. If you're fighting at 230 pounds and yeah. you're throwing fast, hard punches, you're yeah. there. But he, yeah. uh, his uh, promoter... Um, in South Africa, said that in two fights they want Kevin Lorena to be spoken about and in, a, in the same uh, um, conversations as Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, Usyk, <laughs> etc. Seems outrageous, but if he if this fight does come about and he fights yeah. Daniel Dubois and he wins, yeah, because remind where's what's uh, Daniel Dubois right now? I would say he's between fifteen and uh, twenty and fifteen in the world, depending on who you listen to. He's right. got the WBA regular title, which, in fact, uh, gives him eventual mandatory status against the WBA, the real champion, which is Oleksandr Usyk, the unified champion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, Lorena, if this fight is signed, and I have to say, I think it's an interesting fight. You know, Lorena has shown a lot of speed, power, and skill, and he's not a walkover. I mean, no. he's, he's way tougher than Trevor Bryan, that's for sure. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know there was talk of uh, Lucas Brown uh, challenging, which would have been to me an absurdity, not based on his age, but based on the fact that he hasn't done enough to get that level of a fight. I mean, yeah, yeah in spite of his win over Junior Fa, sure. nothing to do with yeah. age; just has to do with the level of um, competition and who he's been beaten by, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But and this is—is uh, is this a fairly standard move as far as from Dubois' side? Because mm-hmm. there was there was some talk, you know, there was. You, they they just talk. I think sometimes, like yeah. just to sort of see what what comes up. But uh, they were definitely seem to be pushing for for fights. Like he's kind of in that point where it's like, was he? Is it a normal move to fight someone below at this point and still build up your record? Yeah, absolutely. Is, he's trying is. to do a few things. He's trying to. I guess he has to defend his WBA regular title. So the the fight can only be absurd to a certain point. Um, he's trying to obviously come back from the Joe Joyce win. So he's putting together a loss, excuse me, and he's trying to put together, uh, some wins. And also he's got to build himself up. Uh, he's got to develop his skill level. I mean, it's one of the things that's not often discussed in all of this is that when professional heavyweights of the highest levels fight frequently, they actually become better. Yeah. You know, as long as they don't lose badly. Yeah. No, I think he's a young guy. Like he's he's a young guy. I think he's younger than Lorena. Actually. I think Lorena's around 30. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting fight. If it gets signed, I would say uh, watch the odds on that one. And yeah. again, you know, with the Kevin Lorena story, and I'm not taking away from Dubois, make no mistake about it, he would be the favorite. Yeah. But not an overwhelming favorite if you look at it realistically. And if Lorena were to win that, he mm-hmm. would jettison into the top 15. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. his next fight was against someone in the top 10, yeah. Um, I mean, he would literally have done what his promoter said he would do. I mean, he would literally suddenly appear in the, in the discussion. Yeah, no, for There's sure. No way around it. So it's kind of interesting. So, but but yeah. Lorena would be would be the underdog, and he would be the opponent. And I think in the mind's eye of the British fans, and most heavyweight boxing fans and casual fans alike, he would be seen yeah. as who's Kevin Lorena. Yeah, but. Yeah. Um, he's bringing something to the table. So I, I wouldn't write him off, and um, we'll see if that gets done. But I think it's an interesting story nonetheless, and it would be a well worth uh, well worth seeing, well worth well watching. watching. That'd be, that'd be sure. something to see. For sure. Um, let's see. Okay, now Frank Sanchez is fighting Carlos Negron on the undercard of uh, Wilder Hellenius. This should be a gimme. I mean, Carlos Negron's only lost three times. He's a former Olympian. I saw him yeah. being interviewed at the uh, the workouts that were being done in Brooklyn. And uh, he's coming to win. Uh, It's hard to see him beating Frank Sanchez. I saw Sanchez speak as well. So we can't say too much about this other than um, Sanchez is the favorite. He he believes he's uh, he's heading for the top. He wants a shot at the title and he thinks he's going to get it and he's going to win. Mm -hmm. Carlos Negron feels he needs that win to, you know, make up for those few losses and he could could enter the picture. I don't see it happening. I think you're looking at Sanchez late round knockout or um or a, a, a clear cut decision do you know anything about this does this has this even rung a bell for you or is this um, like, what is this well i didn't i don't know carlos negron at all yeah, right um and sanchez i mean i haven't really seen like he's still undefeated is he that's right yeah like 20 yep. 20 you know or something like that's that that's correct or? yeah okay um so i mean i've been paying i've been sort of watching him as someone that's in the top you know in the top rankings um yeah, I just because I don't know the opponent, I suppose I, I'm. Yeah, Carlos Negron is probably a top fifty or top sixty yeah. guy who's taken a few losses. And, yeah, and um, are his losses more recent? Yeah, like has he would... been fairly active still, or is he? No, I don't think he's been as active as he should be. Uh, right. His losses probably are in the last three, four years. Um, okay. They're... His losses are against solid opponents, so it's not like he's been losing to guys that he shouldn't be losing to. But it's just that he hasn't. He hasn't been able to step up and get that big win, and also he just hasn't looked dominant against other top heavyweights. He's he's come up short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to pronounce this name. There's another interesting fight on the undercard, which I'm going to be watching closely. Now, Michael Polite Coffee. Do you know anything about him as a casual? Uh, he's yeah. I mean, I, was, I know he was getting hyped. He, he was, yeah, he was, he was, was an undefeated guy. Yeah. He was getting hyped. He was undefeated. He had a good personality. He still does. Mm-hmm. But he was. You know, on the way up, and they had him on. I believe it was on Fox, or uh, he was on. He headlined on Fox, where he was so. facing off against Johnny Rice. Yeah. Johnny Rice was brought in on short notice uh, to be the fall guy, if you will. Mm-hmm. But Johnny Rice turned the story around and beat Coffee by TKO in the first fight. Yeah. The rematch, I believe, happened in early early this year, in January, on the undercard of Ortiz and Charles Martin, and. Yeah. Johnny Rice got the decision again. So Michael mm-hmm. Polite Coffee's got two defeats. I think he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's 13 and two or something around there, and he's a knockout guy. But he's facing off 
on the undercard, which this I find interesting, and I'm going to try to pronounce the name Gurgen Hovhanisyan. Now, he's Armenian. He's an Armenian mm-hmm. heavyweight. He's a 3-0 and with three knockouts. Um, he's going to be facing off against Michael Polite Now, BoxRec has Michael Polite as the opponent in this fight. Oh, 13-2. really? Yeah. 30, he's the opponent, and this guy's the, 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 I guess, the yeah. A-side, if you will, of this yeah. fight. Interesting. I think it's very interesting. I mean, for a guy 3-0 and and three knockouts to be facing someone who only two fights ago was hyped as an up-and-coming you know, mm-hmm. heavyweight mm-hmm. sensation mm-hmm. Is, is kind of interesting. So, obviously, neither one of them is going into this with no. ambitions to be walked over. No. If uh, the Armenian heavyweight goes through uh, coffee, then we've got someone else to talk about. Yeah. He'll be 4-0, so we won't be discussing him in any real way for at least a year or two, yeah. but he will have definitely stamped himself as somebody entering the, the, the fringes sure. of the picture. For sure. Yeah, the fringes of the picture, exactly. If Michael Polite Coffee wins, it's an unusual victory because it's almost like, what, you know, why? Okay, so he was seasoned enough to beat a guy who really hadn't developed as a pro. What does that mean? But I, I do believe that uh, the Armenian heavyweight has a good Olympic pedigree or an amateur pedigree. Mm-hmm. So he's bringing a lot to the table. I've watched some of his uh, some of his fights. I watched one online where he had a second round knockout over... Uh, the name escapes me right now, but he looked impressive enough. He's a, he's a bit roly-poly in his kind right. of uh, physique. But um, mm. again, it, it's it's an interesting, I have to say, it. what's interesting about it is that neither guy, it's odd, it's an odd matchup. You know, you yeah. wouldn't expect yeah. it. But I have to think the reason it happened was because the Armenian heavyweight basically felt that uh, he wanted to make a move. He wanted opponent. It's hard to get fights for these guys. And I think Michael Polite Coffee was in a situation where get me whatever you can. I yeah, want to get back in the ring, and I want to get, I want to reestablish my uh, my yeah, myself yeah. as a force in the division. So now we shall see. As far as these things being on the undercard for a mm-hmm. fairly big fight, um, yeah. how like how does someone with a with a record of three and O oh, get that fight? Well, again, very interesting. We don't know. I mean, he's this is way down on the undercard. I mean, this for is sure. like five. For sure. I, you know, it's so. The, so the undercard, some like it's not necessarily a. You're not in a. It's not a. It's not a fight that's. It doesn't make the fight any more valuable if you're on the undercard for a big fight. Um, well, they pitch it that way. You know, they pitch okay. it. They. I, I, you know, it's again when it comes to fights that are on the undercard. Um, let's just say I don't know which way the money's going in this case. Okay. Right, right. For example, you could have the promoter of um, the Armenian heavyweight, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his name this time. Again, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll work on it hard if he wins uh, on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But uh, but the um, the reality is that the promoters of the Armenian heavyweight could in fact be kicking money in to the promotion, right. meaning right. his people are kicking money in to get him on the undercard. Okay. Okay. Now, so there is some value to be in in, a, in an undercard fight. Hi, again, how much? Who knows? Yeah, who this knows? This is all the debatable because you know. I mean, I don't know if people know this, and uh, I was I worked in the uh, in the music industry, connected to media, etc. And one of the things I discovered was when there's a big band on tour with a huge name, the opening act, the band that opens mm-hmm. the show, their management, their record label, or whatever, pays the band, the right. major bands, 
label to have them open to have the them show. opening the show. So they're that's not getting funny. paid to open the show. They're paying no. to open the show. Right, right. That's interesting. Isn't it? So uh, this could be something so it could be something lines. like that. Yeah, yeah. The value you, of, you would think yeah. there'd be some more, some more, you're, you're drawing some more eyes. I mean, you're hearing their name for one thing. Well, yeah, you, exactly. Well, look, we're talking about him. We're I talking mean, about uh, We're not yeah. saying his name well because we really yeah. don't, don't know what to think. But I mean, yeah. I think it's Michael Polite Coffee that is actually bringing his name into the, uh, into the mm-hmm. discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, again, you know, when you're when you see them fighting on the undercard, I think if I'm not mistaken, it's on Fox pay-per-view, of course, the main event, which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah. But the undercard, I believe, is going to be on FS1 or something like that. So, oh, okay. Fox, so I'll have to really work to see that undercard. But again, you have to ask yourself the question, what does it mean when um, when they're fighting and there's just no one in the seats and it's just an empty yeah. place? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. let's get to the main event. Deontay Wilder, yeah. the Bronze Bomber, taking on Robert Hellenius, the Nordic Nightmare. How, as a casual fan, are you seeing this one? What has it got your attention? Are you? Interested? Oh yeah, it's good. definitely. Oh, it's definitely. It's, I think it's really interesting. Um, it's uh, like there. It's that's. It's the Cinderella story of of Hellenius that makes it very interesting. Uh, yeah. In the sense of there's an actual, like. To my mind, I, I'm kind of, I would feel that he's, I, I think he's probably not going to win. I know. I, yeah. I feel like, I feel like Deontay Wilder has still got a lot of confidence and he's, he's just a warrior and he's, and he's only really lost twice to the one, to one guy. Like he's, yeah. he's still, yeah. he's still so dangerous. Um, but Hellenius has, has been really impressive. And uh, so, so to, it's, it's hard not to be thrilled about the idea that it's like wow you never know with this one it's uh yeah i mean everyone loves the underdog and people like the cinderella story Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. i've spoken to robert hellenius in recent years and he has got an absolute self-belief and determination to upset the apple cart and to you know because people are saying well he's lost a couple of times back and uh yeah he he's 38 you know and uh yada 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 Mm -hmm. uh and he's too slow and you know there's a lot of things but he's shown and i think this fight you know obviously a deontay wilder right hand could just make everything academic Mm -hmm. but he is about as confident and determined to win as any heavyweight stepping into a big time fight so make no mistake about it he is not coming in here with the i'm getting a paycheck oh yeah no hope i do well oh no he's yeah he's there he's there to win He's there to win. He punches yeah. plenty. He's punches plenty hard enough. Uh, but yeah. again, the odds obviously are heavily stacked in Wilder's favor. How heavily? We'll have to see. I mean, the yeah. odds. Uh, the odds sort of again. You know, you'd have to bet. I think eight hundred dollars on Wilder to win uh, an extra hundred. Yeah. So yeah. it's something yeah. like that. But yeah, if you wanted to bet on uh, Hellenius, you could uh, you know five six times your money. Yeah. So yeah, no, it'll be yeah, and I I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting for as long as it lasts. Uh, we hope it's a great fight. They're both yeah. truly yeah. exceptional warriors, and oh, I yeah. don't see anything except pure entertainment there. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think um, do you see it going long? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I, I, I don't either. <laughs> I hate to say it. I so do I. I see it being a bit of a disappointment. You know. We wow. tried to discuss here, and you're a casual fan, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to give you the straight dope. Mm-hmm. I believe in the human spirit. Um, I believe anything is possible. Hellenius is, make no mistake about it, a live underdog. Yeah. That yeah. has to be said. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's going to be short and um, 
little disappointing. I hate to say that. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I hate I know. to say it. You know, it's just like Wilder is just very. He's he he. He's, he sort of has an aura of danger about the guy. He's just like yeah. that, that, and that right is. Yeah, but he did get exposed by Fury. The formula for dealing with Wilder is yeah. back him up. Back him up, yeah. Back him up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah if, which obviously Hellenius. Hellenius been... If Hellenius can back him up and can take yeah. it, and you know, and he's got the size. Like Hellenius oh, is not. He's, oh, he's got the big. size. Oh, yeah, he's big. He's big. Oh, he's big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if he can yeah, kind of so, bully him. If he can push him back, and of course, can Hellenius get dropped and get back up? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, it's, because uh, Hellenius has been dropped in the past, and he's generally not gotten up once dropped. Right. So that's right. been, you know, with. Uh, but, it, but he does, he seems to be capable of taking regular hard punch, like hard punches. Yeah, I would say so, even though I, d I don't believe that Adam Kovnaki really got any good ones yeah, off. But again, true. that's a credit true. to his defense. But again, sure. Kovnaki was a uh, was a come forward guy with uh, low defense. And mm -hmm. that's that just mm -hmm. walked right into Hellenius's power zone. Yeah, this is yeah. a different fight. I, totally. I, I, <laughs> I just I just think it's uh, it won't be boring. No, um, no, but it will be. It might I be think, short. Might be short, but let's let's yeah. hope for the best. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think I, it's. Uh... And once that fight, once that fight happens, and this and Saturday is over, we've got a thin, thin schedule of like basically. Yeah. I think Zan Kasabuski's got a fight coming up against an undefeated German. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah. It's going to be quiet on the heavyweight front. We're hoping for a few announcements. Um, yeah, yeah, let's hope it's, for 2023. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny, and again, I have to keep saying, you know, it's like sometimes you feel like you're covering a sport that just doesn't happen except in the uh, in the talking uh, sphere where we're discussing things. It's just weird. So, yeah. But again, yeah. Saturday should be exciting. We're going to be watching closely. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Anything else uh, from your uh, casual fan perspective there? No, Any I questions? Think... I mean, do you understand no, it's what's been... happening? Oh, I understand what's happening. I think... Yeah. Um... It's definitely, you get a little more casual when things get quiet, I think. Yeah. So I'm definitely hoping for 2023 to, to uh, entice me to be paying more and more attention. So. All right. Well, that's it. So that's it for TopHeavyweights.com. I want to thank all the people who've joined us. I want to thank Ryan Price, the casual fan. I'm Sean Rosen. We've had a good time, and we're looking forward to Saturday. We'll see you soon. <laughs>